It happens here. And it finishes here. Two men enter. One man leaves. That right there he is a logical fire. They're back on red. <laughs> he was so frustrated last week. <laughs> we are Riding your Balcor. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. This is episode 24. We are in the rock basement as usual. Andre is back. Uh, thanks for having me back. Carrie is back. I'm still here, yes. And Aaron, it's his first time on the podcast. 24. Hello, Kobe Bryant. Thinking about you. <laughs> Thinking about you. Welcome to the basement. Hopefully, we haven't scared you off yet. Uh, you have a beer? We all have beers. So I think, I think we're all set. Uh, we are plowing through them. This is the second one in a week. I think, uh, as we got behind, uh, yep. but, but as Carrie mentioned last time, there's a shit ton of records coming out, and they just keep on coming. Uh, and we feel the need to keep talking about them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, because nobody listens. That's not true. 75 people. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> This, this week, we're going to talk about uh, new albums from uh, Telekinesis, uh, from uh, Charles Bradley, uh, yes. The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, and uh, one of our favorites, The Besnard Lakes. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about a little news. Well, there was a lot of stuff going on this weekend, but um, for those of you, with, oh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> including the inability to turn off and up, yeah. um, for uh, for those of you that have any internet access, you might have seen that there's this small little contained festival in uh, California called Coachella that was going on. Uh, weekend one is done. Weekend two is coming up. Uh, apparently, all anybody really wanted to talk about was what people were wearing and what uh, Lilo was hanging out with. So. Um, the entire cast from uh, um, Twilight was there, apparently. So I uh, can't really tell you what maybe, what bands were there because every band, si- every band was there. I, I'm dead every, every every actor under the age band. of thirty was there, and they all if, had on awesome outfits. So, so the, like this trend of like their webcasting festivals more and more is mm-hmm. awesome, but they don't have to do it now because they just the sets from every single band that exists happen this weekend, right? Well, and then and there's a, the twin festivals coming up this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. So there's so there's two of them. In case you missed the first one. In case you missed R. Kelly performing with Phoenix. <laughs> it's, uh, that, it I good? wish I'd been there. Is it good? In the desert. Are you, are you a Trapped in the Closet fan? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Are we all Trapped in the Closet fans? <laughs> it's it's a staggering work of confused genius. What part are you up to? Uh, I think 27. Yeah, there's like 700 parts now. Yeah. So. <laughs> to keep going. Plow through. We just have a podcast of that. Bridget. 
a midget, big man. <laughs> I love it. I yep. love it. Well, Aaron, do you have any other news for us? Oh, indeed I do. Uh, it's big, big weekend for Jay-Z, I think we can all agree. Took a somehow controversial trip to Cuba. Yeah, nice. didn't, didn't know that was something that people did. Didn't know that was something people still got upset about. But yeah. Cuba, hot button topic, <laughs> apparently. Um, wrote a song about it. Wrote a song about the controversy. Uh, he's apparently selling his share of the Brooklyn Nets. Mentioned that in the song. Keeping his share in the Barclays Center. But most exciting for me is uh, he also released the lineup for this year's installment of the Made in America Festival. Brought to you by Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis Music. Which, which, is, which is no longer made in America. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sort of made in America. <laughs> now, now owned by InBev. Yeah, I, I got to say, I went last year. I'm going this year based upon the lineup. Beyonce, Nine Inch Nails, Headlining, uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Dead Mouth Five. Mm-hmm. I know. I know, kids. That's not how you say it. Phoenix, is Calvin it? Harris. Don't write like, in. Like, why do you say it? I think it's Dead Mouse, isn't it? It's Dead Mouse. It could be. I don't know. We need some. Kids. I just like saying Dead Mouse Five. We need some kids. Dead Mouse. We got rid of all the kids because they can't write. Burn. <laughs> anyway, Kendrick Lamar, Macklemore, Ryan Lewis, Miguel, Public Enemy, Number One. Yeah. You can't have a Beyonce without a Solange. She's going to be there. ASAP Rocky fits in the tantrums. A million other people. It's going to be fun. It's in Philly. You can. Pretend that you're going to run up the rocky steps, even though it's all roped off. You can pay $11 for Budweiser Tallboys. It's a great experience. <laughs> are, you, are you looking forward to uh, Nine Inch Nails? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, I, I don't want to get I don't want to get in depth. Well, now it's like Nine Inch Nails with uh, King Crimson. So, Whoa. Yeah, it's it's like I don't want to get into it, but I like we're uh, and if Valerie were, was going to be here, uh, she has she has feelings about it. <laughs> uh, it's interesting uh, that they're coming back, and uh, but I'm just trying to gauge who's interested in them coming back. So. I want it. That that sold it for me. That and Queens of the Stone Age. I think. I mean, I like. Okay. There's a ton of stuff on this lineup that that I'm really excited. about. I would about, go for Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Is anybody surprised that Beyonce is on this? Can you imagine if he's like putting this thing together and he's like, "No, honey, you, you need to stay home with kids." No, no, no. Well, she uh, she threw everyone a curveball last year because everybody was thinking, "Okay, Jay Z's music festival, who's going to show up?" Well, of course, Kanye is going to be there unannounced, and that happened. Mm-hmm. Of course, Beyonce is going to be there, and she was there, but they kept showing her on the jumbotron in VIP. Just very calmly looking on, and it, I kept hearing people mention it. Like, when is she going to hop over that rail? It's yeah. like I don't really see Beyonce hopping over a lot of rails. No, she, parkour not her thing. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, but it should be fun. Should be fun. It should be a a drunken eleven dollar tall boy festival in uh, in downtown Philadelphia. And America. I'm looking forward to. At it. least it's yeah. easy to get to. You know, yeah. like yeah. most of these festivals are in the middle of friggin' nowhere. This is you can take a metro to it. Right. So in other news, uh, Prince actually isn't a dick this week. Yeah. But because that, he is. But, but that's okay because Justin Bieber is picking up the fucking slack. <laughs> Friday afternoon, uh, the Bieber visited the Anne Frank house in Amsterdam and came away with this. Actually, he didn't even come away with this. He wrote it in the guest book. Truly inspiring to be able to come here. Anne was a great girl. Hopefully she would have been a believer. Now... There's no font big enough for the sigh that just emanated out of this room. Uh, Now, (laughs) what was best beyond the, like, just 
really? The like, gobsmackingly the, yeah. stupid. Well, some of the Twitter responses. Uh, uh, one of my favorites is like, I don't think for one second Anne Frank would have been a believer, but she definitely would have been a Hulkamaniac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, making a bad situation worse. But uh, And then, come on, Twitter, settle down about Justin Bieber. It's just a made-up controversy. We all know Justin Bieber can't read or write. <laughs> So, uh, my my own niece runs a uh, uh, anti Justin Bieber uh, Facebook group, so I'm proud of her for that. Uh, it's you know he's at the age where he you know could sort of break free of this little teenage. I don't know. Little He'd have shit to be able to keep his mouth shut for a he week. He has to keep his mouth shut. I mean, <laughs> it won't happen. So that is uh, Justin Bieber, and you know. Hey, at least he was probably high. Yeah. <laughs> can so. can I can I jump in here on the side of I know how these believers operate and I don't want us all oh. to get assassinated by uh, them are at you some a point. I you know Uh-oh. I don't think our seventy five listeners are actually I think there's like you could draw a, a graph and like yeah. a circle chart and I do not think there is any intersecting color. If we mentioned him, they will find us. Yeah. That's how they roll. Well, that is how they roll. Bring it. I, <laughs> I, I hope All right, George. what he meant to say was that Anne Frank, I hope everyone listening knows who Anne Frank is, by the way. Do, do we need to promo that no. at all? Um, I hope what he meant was that Anne Frank was, was stolen from us in, in the flower of youth without really a lot of opportunities to experience the things that we all loved Aww. about being, you know, 10, 11, 12-year-old girls. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, the the experience of of seeing a, a young man from Canada sagging his pants yeah. and and wearing a, a really a really fly hat, yo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a really swaggy hat. If she weren't in fear for her life yes. and the safety of her entire family, I feel confident that she would want to follow that young man. If, if things could have been different for Anne Frank, and we all wish they had been, yeah. perhaps yeah. she would have loved the swaggy bro yeah. as much as we all do. Yeah. Aaron, we love your your yeah. just enthusiasm and optimism, yes. and our goal from now on is going to be to beat that out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that welcome. note, yeah. welcome to Chunky Glasses. On that note, let's I'll let's take a trip to, to the. Uh, <laughs> Great Pacific Northwest, (laughs) and uh, here's some tunes. Seattle-based Michael Benjamin Lerner, otherwise known as Telekinesis. 
the name of that song is Wires. It is off of his latest release, uh, Domarian, I guess. Didn't bother to look up what that means. Probably doesn't mean anything. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's him going all ham on the power pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Uh, this is, like I said, this is his third album. Um, he's, he's been on he, a few EPs, but then got on Merge, which mm-hmm. all good artists do. Yeah. Uh, so there's Telekinesis, and then in 2011 there's 12 Desperate Straight Lines. Um, Chris Walla from Death Cab for Cutie is all over his records, like helping him produce and playing some stuff, which, uh, we'll talk a little bit about later. Um, I know, Carrie, you really are a fan I, of Telekinesis. I love this album. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not as familiar with the uh, older stuff, but when, when this one came in, I, I ended up spending like four hours listening to it because I just kept kind of coming back to different songs. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I love it. I actually like this a lot better than anything I've heard from Death Cab for ages. <laughs> so I'm glad to see that one of those guys at least has an outlet where they can be creative. Um I feel like the album has got like it's broken into thirds where one third of it is this like very jangly, loose um, kind of pop. And then there's a third of it that's um, like a lot more uh, tech driven. The mm-hmm. actual the single off of this is um, Ghosts and Creatures, which is probably going to be one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, but it doesn't really sound like a lot of the rest of the album. Right. So um, then there's a big chunk of it that's just like this 80s kind of. Sounds like crocodile stuff, uh, but I, I I just think overall when it's shuffled all together it sounds really great and it's uh, it's got a, a good sound to it. Um, I feel like it's what um, a part of it is what uh, tallest man on earth should have been reaching for last year, um, but his album was just so insanely boring and didn't really have anything that caught you. Uh, <laughs> this actually I find to be I, I keep getting pulled back into it. It's interesting that uh, wires was one of the the songs we put in to um, to, to showcase because I'm not a huge fan of that song, but I know it is one that's kind of generating a lot more uh, interest. I actually put it in there because I read a comment somewhere uh, just in like in a comment section about this album. It said people are going to get naked to this song. I'm like, well, mm, no, and I, and I didn't understand <laughs> no, they're not. that. But, um, no, that song that song does not make you want to get. Naked. But it speaks <laughs> to like the the fandom uh, that that uh, Mr. Lerner has sparked. Uh, I, I'm actually not a fan of, of his music at all. But why not? Because it's like you can do better. <laughs> it's um, it 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 uh, and like I said earlier, because I respect Big Star. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it's, you're not cheating on Big it's, Star it's, it's if you like something that. It's a whole other thing where if it's powery and poppy, people compare it to Big Star, and it's like go listen to Big Star. That's only like a third of it, you know. Um, and but yeah, I mean this is um, it's okay, like it's listenable, it's enjoyable, it's like Sloan, like if you guys know that from mm. Canada, yeah, yeah, See, I like this so much better than Sloan. And, you know, it just it it's nothing spectacular, and I know like the like NPR guys, like at least uh, Robin Hilton, like just gushes over this. Oh really? Yeah, and like and Susie, like absolutely loves oh, Susie, it. Yeah, um, Susie and I have a goal of trying to get the show to sell out. <laughs> Because they're coming, uh, nice. or he slash they are mm-hmm. coming uh, later uh, in May. Yeah, I, I just don't, uh, you know, his his story in this, and, and this is, uh, if you've been listening long enough, like this is a reaction I have to this type of thing mm-hmm. quite often. But the story in all this, star. no, the story <laughs> in all this is that he's some like creative genius, like doing this all himself and stuff. But like, put this up against like last week, what we talked about, Phosphorus yeah. and Machacho, and there is no comparison. And this is like, this is a 
sort of forgettable record as... No, there's no way this has the depth that Phosphorescent does. But it's the same sort of thing where you've got one guy who's got a host of ideas and puts everything down and then eventually finds like a backing band. You Mm. don't really know whether to call it a band or a a guy, but it is what it is. I I like it a lot. I think it's fantastic for summer. Um, Yeah, it's nowhere near Phosphorescent, but it's definitely quite, quite good. What's your next song off of that? This is uh, Power Lines, which is the opener um, to that 70s show. (laughs) First time I looked straight into her eyes I saw the future, I saw through her skies Oh, 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 oh Even when I'm lonely, I'm always surprised Actually, take that back. I sort of did that. All right. I, the, the thing about that song is like that's the opening song, and if you don't know anything about telekinesis, it's the first, first time you've ever heard them. The first, you know, a couple bars of that, you're like, yeah, that sounds like you know that kid you see like busking outside of the metro. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. And then all of a sudden, the song just blows up, and you're like, fuck, this is really good, and it just it gets under your skin. I love. I'd like to hear Wilco do that song. <laughs> I mean, they have. They have, but you'd need a time machine and back I think to... that's the problem. Like, yeah. Nels Klein playing on that? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, if you saw Wilco do it now, it'd be so boring. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so, so, I mean, Aaron, how does this make you feel? Well, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, 
I'm a little skeptical of the contemporary power pop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you in the go by big star. You know, I, I think I'm known in my small circle of friends as somebody who tends to rant Every time mm-hmm. Muse comes up, and, you know it, it's a similar you, sir, thing have found to your me home. <laughs> in terms of if you know Radiohead is out there, yeah. Why would you watch someone who clearly was watching the single most popular era of a band that went on to do incredible and varied things? Yeah, and you, I, that's not saying that the telekinesis lasers, can't get there. Have you seen Muse's Rock Lasers? Dude, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, I feel that. Yeah, that's, I, I, I uh, think, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm on the fence here because I don't, I don't hate any of this. Mm-hmm. And I definitely like power lines more than wires. Um, but I feel like there's potential for this to go somewhere incredible, mm-hmm. but it's got to stop being power pop, I think, in order for that to happen. Yeah. It's got to be weird. There's got to be yep. a, a delay pedal and some looping and mm-hmm. some farting around in the studio. Yeah. And I think Chris Walla could, could actually help that because God knows Death Cab went to some weird places that I'd never thought Death Cab would go. Yeah, they were they were just like lefts of suck down though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Actually I'm not kidding. Not a Death Cab fan. But no, yeah, I mean he um again it's and this isn't damning praise. It's 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 inoffensive, but like too many people are saying that this is some genius work and it's not. It's and honestly <laughs> I started the review of this, and the first line was like, Matthew Sweet called, he's going to kick your ass. Because <laughs> this is like every Matthew Sweet album past uh, Girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and, and those albums are better because it got weird. Um, you know, he, he had, well, he had Robert Quine on, on uh, guitar, so it had to be weird. But That one didn't even occur to me. Like that. That, but that is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. And, and I said that to it's Susie, perfect. and I, I said that to Susie, and she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, go back and listen to this. And she did, and she was like, oh. Everybody should get weirder. If if there's anything, if if I have bad gazpacho tonight, and, yeah. and I, this is my last podcast, <laughs> I, I want to make one request of everyone who ever hears the sound of my voice right now, dramatic pause. <laughs> get fucking weirder like it's power pop that's uh, it's great if that's what you want to do but i want to hear your 12 minute spiraling opus too like just throw that in there for the kids for the kids for dead mile five and swaggy bros and the kids give them something weird once you've hooked them with the power pop give them something weird that's all i'm asking that's all i want (laughs) <laughs> On that note, uh, we're actually going to give you something weird, but we're going to give you something sexy. So can somebody dim the lights?
that is the Screaming Eagle of Soul, uh, otherwise known as Mr. Charles Bradley. Uh, I think we all have some of his sweat on us from <laughs> this weekend. He's a hugger. He he's more of a hugger than caveman, apparently. Yeah. But he's, uh, That's not possible. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you aren't don't know Charles Bradley, that's okay because we're going to tell you about him. Yeah. Uh, he has had a a long, interesting, and hard life uh, just all over the place. And is there a cat down there? Yeah, the cats came back. Yes, yes. they yeah. fled earlier, but Charles Bradley's <laughs> called them back yes. to the basement. Yes, summoned them. Um, <laughs> And he moved to Brooklyn, uh, I think around 1996, uh, to basically get to know his mom better because he, you know, he didn't, they didn't have a good relationship. And uh, so maybe he's like, well, you should sing. And he goes, you know, I used to love singing way back in the day. Um, and then formed this persona called Black Velvet. Um, he was a James Brown impersonator. Um, it was playing gigs around town, and Gabriel Roth of Daptone Records sort of discovered him, just walked him in the club and was like, holy shit. And then yeah, said, he's beyond an impersonator. said, why don't you come play with my band, the uh, Meanin Street Band? Uh, and he did, and the rest is sort of history. Uh, 2011 had no time for dreaming. That's what sort of put him on the map. That and the tour with Sharon Jones. Uh, he is back now with Victim of Love. Uh, that was strictly reserved for you. Uh, because his love is strictly reserved for you. And you, and you, <laughs> and, and you. you. I want some. <laughs> <laughs> He'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, I, I think, uh, compared to the last album, this is actually sort of exactly where I wanted him to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the last album w- was a little more Daptony, and this is a little more like. Yeah, yo, motherfucker, I was hanging out with Bobby Womack while he was making out across 110th Street and gets into that uh, really just like dirty uh, street soul that was coming out about that time. It's like super slinky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, um, you know, and the last one was a statement about like, it's, I mean, the song, like, why has it got to be so hard in America? You know, I mean, it was his statement about what was going on. And this is really just a romantical as shit album. <laughs> Andre, you bought the shirt, so yes. tell us. Well, I have it on, yeah. Do you? <laughs> no, not to, well. I, all day yesterday after the show, mm. you know, I had to wear it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you said it right, though. You, know, you kind of moved more towards away from kind of. I mean, still the James Brown and kind of Otis mm-hmm. Redding thing that he was always doing, but kind of more into the you know a little bit of like the black exploitation kind of. Yeah. You know, like you said, the, the soundtracks, the movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The stuff out. that like probably was never heard, but it's being uncovered now, you know, and like people are hearing it. And so, um, which I like, and I know the, the song we're about to play, which he played live, mm-hmm. which was the one I was like, holy shit. And we're going to hear that. And, that, and that's, yeah. uh, that's actually, the song's Confusion, and that's actually the yeah. real branch out on the album because it is like not this soul ballad that like, yeah. I mean, that, Gabriel Roth is like brilliant at putting together the stuff. That is like perfect, like it's not even revisionist because it mm-hmm. is like perfectly written soul mm-hmm. gems and stuff. And I think Charles Bradley's muddling that a little, and it's, it's oh yeah, fantastic. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, so uh, Aaron, what do you think? Well, I I've been laying back a little bit because this is this is kind of special to me. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up in Flint, Michigan. Yeah, and uh, so Detroit had a big influence. 
on me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Chicago soul, nice. Uh, Memphis soul had yeah. a lot of lot of influence on me, and, and in terms of the stuff that uh, was going on in my living room sure. and and other living rooms, yeah. and so hearing this is kind of special, and I think it's exactly <laughs> what you just mentioned yeah. is. Like and I'm I'm not I don't I don't want what I'm about to say to sound like I'm slamming the dab tones because I think the dab tones they're, are they're phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think you know there are some places in this country where if you go there and you're picking out a restaurant, you don't want the clean restaurant. Yeah, you want the restaurant with yeah. the layer of grime on yeah. the window, you know. <laughs> and and so hearing somebody take what the dab tones do, which Quentin Tarantino ever decides to make a movie with original music that nobody has ever yeah, heard, before, heard before that's before, being yeah. written while he's filming, sure. the Daptones are probably his house band. Yeah. Oh, it better be Charles Bradley, too. But yeah. that said, you want Charles Bradley's fingerprints, yeah. thumbprints on the window of that restaurant. Sure, yeah. sure. And that, that, I think you hit the nail right yeah. on the head. It's confusion. This track changes what the dab tones do and yeah. i hope that it, it was they, out of their wheelhouse in the sense of their their norm yeah you know with yeah that, that i mean they make very funk. crisp soul music yeah the almost, soul music almost sometimes a little crisp. too crisp like you yeah. were saying yeah we were talking about this after the show even on, on mm-hmm. saturday when we saw them you know and that we would wish that we we're hoping that they continue to go down that of being a little edgier almost and start to kind of not have the nice smooth edge all the time you know yeah, kind of have a little rough corner sometime. If I could wave yeah. a Harry Potter wand yeah. over the dab tones while they were playing live, I would yeah. want like one of them yeah. to like Makes rip their like pants during the bass solo. Yeah, exactly. One of the one the guitar player to look down and realize his shoes don't match. Yeah, like yeah. I don't I don't want them to be as clean as they are. I think what sure. they do is phenomenal. Yeah, sure, sure. But if they yeah. get a little have to dirty, give them credit for what they do. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I remember. I'm not going to make every comment about Radiohead. I swear to God, but <laughs> I, I remember there was there was a quote from Johnny Greenwood where he he mentioned like protecting guitars and like mm-hmm. seeing a really nice guitar and like wanting it to be really clean and then like fighting that instinct and really realizing that okay, if I'm going to play this thing, I got to fucking destroy it. Yeah. Like yep. the pick guard needs to look like a disaster. Yeah, like it's yeah. got to get. Yeah. scraped up because yeah. I'm playing the hell out of it. And <laughs> I feel like there's wrong, yeah. there's a point where Charles Bradley can can grow because of the dab tones, certainly. And I'm hoping but that the band can grow a lot because tones, of him. Yeah. And I hope that yeah. I think we're I think starting to see happen. that a little more. And we, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. I know Kevin and I were talking about it, and I know he feels that way that, you know, because when they come out on stage and play, they play a couple songs without him, and yeah. it's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> Let's get Charles Bradley out here, yeah. like to get yeah. this thing going. You know, he's, not that they're not good. Yeah, but he's clearly a warm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, with without him, I feel like they're like a grade A restaurant. You exactly, know? they are yeah, yeah. a grade A yeah. soul food restaurant. Yeah, but I don't, are, I don't want to eat your mama's greens if there's no ham hock in it. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't want that. Like yeah. Sorry, vegetarian. I don't, I don't want, I don't want vegan collard greens. What, I don't want what, that what, shit. What do you hear? What is definitely not vegan collard greens? Yes, <laughs> this is not vegan <laughs> collard greens. Let's, let's throw in some confusion. Stop the rain. Can you stop 
Michigan. I was. Uh, I have to give this shout out to my my wife's uncle was an actor in Detroit back in the seventies, and he was in this movie called Detroit Nine Thousand. If you ever go on go on Netflix sometime and watch, he's in the movie. I will I will point him out sometime. And I was watching it the other day, and when I heard this song, I was like, Detroit Nine Thousand. Detroit Nine Thousand. <laughs> yeah. Detroit Nine Thousand. I love it. It's Check just. It it, it. It's. It, it, Are you listening, Jim Cunningham? Yeah. Are you listening? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's dirty where it needs to be, yeah. and dirty unlike like a lot of stuff that's coming out. And it's it's it was nice to hear. And I was listening to the album. At first, I was like, oh, "This is a little more of the same." And then I hit that track, and it was like, "Boom!" And it just kicked the whole thing open for yeah. me. Yeah, you still got the nice soul and the, and the good, you know, the good funk. But then you know they threw a couple of these in there. Yeah, you know. And so and I, I, we're just suggesting continue to yeah. go in that route. Yeah, walk that path, <laughs> blaze that path yeah. for sure. And also, there's something to be said about being the screaming eagle of anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I I know what I said earlier, but in addition to making things weird, if I do eat that questionable gazpacho at the yeah. restaurant yeah. with the dirty windows later on tonight, I also I want I want you guys to remember me as the screaming eagle of some something. I don't know. <laughs> I figured out what it is Just, yet, uh, but yeah. uh, you can't be the screaming eagle. It's not of soul. It, it's taken. No, I want to be the no, screaming no, eagle of something. something. No, you know, the screaming eagle you, of scheduling. If you, if you I don't know. Spacho at a greasy spoon restaurant. Yeah. This probably will be your last. Yeah. <laughs> I am the screaming eagle of Gus. So if James, <laughs> if James Brown was the Godfather, who was the father? Hmm. Oh, <laughs> possibly. Call us with. Uh, send us an email with your answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you introducing time travel into Charles Bradley? Lexicon? I'm just asking. The wow. question just came to me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, check out some shit from New York. Yeah. 
2000, there was a band that was formed. They pretty squarely conquered the indie rock world. Is uh, dance punk, post punk? I don't know. Uh, this is that band. This is the AAS. Uh, one of the most anticipated albums of the year, uh, Mosquito. That is the song, name that song is Subway. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, Aaron, <laughs> pretty immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so, why do you want to do that? I don't know. Um, I, go ahead. Well, I think I'm gonna guess that you're turning it over to me immediately because I have the lion's share in this room of the positive things to say yeah, yeah. about mosquito. So. Um, or, the, or the only share. Or the only <laughs> share. Yeah, I, I, I agree that for for those of you who that might be your first taste of the album, it, it's it's certainly a highly anticipated album after their their work to this point and is it's blitz it's crazy to me to think that that came out in 2009 like that i love that album and that's been out for long enough that my friends have kids since that album like multiple kids right but anyway um i think i'm still filled with excitement for mosquito i love this record i yeah. do i do it's my least favorite yeah yeah yeah's record mm-hmm. yeah and it's got the worst Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song ever, Area 52. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got a moment buried alive that could have been incredible when you put the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and Dr. Octagon in a studio together and make mm-hmm. a song. I, I think, okay, that's going to be incredible and weird. And it was not, not so much. totally incredible and not totally weird, yeah. but... Other than those two moments that that didn't get it done for me, I love so much about this album mm-hmm. the 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 use of a gospel choir in a non manipulative way on the very first song Sacrilege, which I think we're gonna hear in a little bit I think is incredible. Um, the title track, which is not a metaphor for journalists or overzealous fans or anything, it's literally about mosquitoes and the choruses they'll suck your blood they'll suck yeah. it's literally about yeah. mosquitoes um okay you know i no one else had done that so that's fine there's a reason yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell us scary uh, i i i will I, I feel like i need to say one positive thing and that is i really respect that um at their recent shows starting with um webster hall in new york they they've been putting up signs um, on all the entry doors that say, please do not watch the show through a screen on your smartphone. Put that shit away. It's a courtesy to the person behind you in the band. Much love and many thanks. The yeah, yeah, yes. And apparently, double, double fuck them for not understanding the future. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I, I really respect that. And apparently, Karen O is following through in the shows and saying for the first 10 minutes when she comes out, she's like, you saw the signs, you get 10 minutes. And it's the same as, you know, like the photographers at the beginning of a show. You get three songs and then you get out because it's distracting. She'll say, you need to live in the fucking moment. Put that shit away. Unfortunately, the moment. It's a whole other Unfortunately, the moment is disastrous because it's this crap (laughs) that they've now put into the world. Because this album, I swear to God, I started listening to it and I want to like them. If you have to force yourself to like a band, it's it's wrong. Um, But like, I, I. 
I'm glad somebody likes Sacrilege. I, as soon as I started listening to it, it reminds me, it just makes me feel like the, the name Mosquito is perfect for this album because <laughs> it is annoying as fuck and gets right in your ears and you just want it to stop. I just can't stand this. It it drives me insane. There are there are a few nice transitions in it. Slave's not too bad. By the time that song it's rolls around, track. though, it's too little, too late. It's just, it sucks. And I, I feel like the title track, if it's not a metaphor for something, then that's a crime against humanity, because that is a <laughs> fucking annoying song. It's just a total... It's just awful. It's just so, annoying bullshit. So I, I will say, like, after I listen to this, like, a whole bunch, like, the only thing I can think about is, like, wow, somebody actually made the soundtrack to The Crow 18. It can <laughs> ring all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, good Lord. Like, like 1996, like, garbage. Uh, and I, and I, I talk about Poe a lot on the show, but that, that was, like, Poe was sort of the pinnacle of it was before the internet was massive and it was copying all this stuff that was going on but not really and it was just sort of aggressive female led dance punk pop you know and just did um I uh you know it's uh, stuff like this I feel is I actually like some of I, well, and I should preface this. I, so I am not a YAS fan. I never have been. It's just, right. Uh, but but I, but I respect what they did, and I, I can certainly listen to uh, uh, their early albums and like get something off of it. Uh, this sounds to me like what happens when a band like gets too far up their own ass, and it's just weird to be weird. And I get that when I, yeah. I'm like a big. See, I don't. I don't I'm a buy big, that. See, I'm a big Dirty they're, Projectors they're, fan, and I get that all the time from people who don't like Dirty Projectors. Oh, they're just weird to be weird. And I'm like, shut up. You don't no, know what you're talking about. No, they're incredible too. But yeah. I, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I love. But Dirty I, Prox. but I, like on this album, I just feel like they're just trying so hard. Oh, look how right. provocative we are. It's not provocative. That's bullshit. Just somebody needs to get her a fucking thesaurus because mm-hmm. every lyric is the same. Over and over, and it's like as if the repetition of the music is not enough. The lyrics are the exact same on these songs. It drives, it, I mean, seriously, it drives me crazy. It's like she put her voice, I, I love her voice, I love her voice, and it's like she put it through a nails on the blackboard filter. It's just which, awful. which could have been intentional. I mean, and, 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 I'm sure I mean, it is. They're, they're a studio <clears throat> band, I mean, they, they apparently put on a ridiculous live show. Um, yeah, they're great live, and and like, yeah. and, and I'm not saying this is why you like, like this, Aaron. But, like, uh, I was reading uh, a thing on criticism uh, about, like, albums coming out and stuff. And, the, like, people frequently, like, they buy, when a new album comes out, they're buying the band's last album. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. be talking about, like, this, like, it's, and, and it's happened a lot in the past two years. Grandland History of Rock, is that what you're thinking Yeah, of? yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, good piece. Um, and, good piece. And so they're doing this, and, like, so they talk about something, and then they say it and are afraid to go back and be like, oh... No, that actually wasn't that good. Can can we actually touch on that? Because I think the one thing I will say is I think this album is going to be very divisive for hardcore Yeah Yeah Yeahs fans. And I love the Yeahs, but I think this album is going to be incredibly divisive. <laughs> and the reason that I think that's true is because if you look at the work they did on Fever to Tell, it was so immediate. It was so angry. It was so visceral. It was so, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand up here on a stage and sing this song. I'm going to jump out in the crowd and rip your fucking shirt off. 
Yeah. And then they really show your bones, and they pulled back and made an emotional, expansive album. And then they released Is Is, and that was like, okay, it's going to be a while, but we've got these older songs that are really aggressive, and we're done talking about the original incarnation of this band. And then they release It Splits, and... I'm I'm the I'm the worst guitar player in the world, so I can't speak to the quality of Nick Zinner's like chops. Mm-hmm. But in terms of somebody who's doing something that is exciting to me, who's doing something that pushes me when I see them live, or when I hear them in the studio, that creates a mood that's not in the wheelhouse of music that I grew up in. Right, right. And then for its blitz to take that person and say, actually. If we're going to make this album, you need to learn how to play synths. You need to really dig. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they've they've made so many radical forward yeah. shifts that I think a lot of hardcore Yeah Yeah fans are not going to see Mosquito as forward because it's not immediate. It's moody and yeah. it's deliberative. And the few moments that have that, – that sort of harken back to the aggression of Fever to Tell – Area 52 is one of them. And if I didn't mention this earlier, and I know I did, that's the worst Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song ever. Well, I, I, I will say this and we'll answer it after we hear this song. Uh, we're going to hear uh, Sacrilege uh, next. But it, it, what, uh, my, the question is at what point when they're doing stuff like that, does it become a matter of you're like not uh, – and, and this is a gross word, but you're not like s- sort of – Sticking like with your brand and just like doing shit to like do shit. Um, and, and we'll answer that after we hear second week.
Alright, so we had time to ponder. <laughs> or did you forget the question? No, I I think I think it's it's a very thought provoking question. Um which is what questions are designed to do. <laughs> oh man. Um but you know, I look at an album like Fever to Tell in, right. in kind of I know you guys probably just are listening to this thing and we're just hanging out and talking shit about music, but like I really wanted to to be thoughtful about this since I knew that I was uh, the last known survivor stalking its mosquito prey in the night here. Um, <laughs> but I, I really went back through the catalog and just started thinking. I just closed my eyes and started thinking, okay, what are the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah songs that if I were just coming into this at any point in their career mm-hmm. would draw me in? And pretty much eight tracks on Fever to Tell would do that for me. Okay. But Fever to Tell's 10 years old. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm going to be the guy that ties the threads through to all of the shit we talk about. But Jay-Z said, if you want my old shit, buy my old album. Yeah. Like there's a Boom. point at which <laughs> artists are, and, and that's why that motherfucker has all the money. Yeah. And, and Beyonce, I, I think there's there's a point at which mm-hmm. you are allowed to spend some of the currency that you have with your audience and make yep. decisions that about, are yeah, not based upon what you said earlier. Are yeah. not well. How did you feel about my last album? Yeah. I mean, yeah. P.J. Harvey's a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, her last album was an anti-war, England-oriented, I'm going to sing and play auto-harp album. Yeah. You could not be further from dress or water yeah. or victory or lick my legs, I'm on yeah. fire, than that. Right, right, right. But and- you have to challenge your audience in addition to saying, I know what you like about me. I mean, if you want to hear some of what I, if you want to hear maps or why control or cheated hearts mm-hmm. go see the yes live they're playing this summer yeah. but at some point they have the right to say we're gonna do something different mm-hmm. and they have an obligation to say we're going to do something that reflects where we are right now and if under the earth and slave and despair and wedding song reflect that i'm not gonna second guess that okay but but in as much as they have the right to spend this currency, moving into other areas and branching out, anybody listening to it has the right to say that is not good. And mm-hmm. that is just unlistenable on an, probably 80% of these tracks. And and it's all relative. It is it is all where you come to it, what you enjoy listening well, to. Well, you like telekinesis. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you don't. And you like the crap you like and I don't like it. And it's and that's why there's only you know, there's four of us on this instead of it's Kevin's world or it's Aaron's yeah. world. Right. But it's right. but it, and I understand you know, I think the point that yes, they, they should be able to to spend their currency, but at the same time you still gotta put out something that's somewhat good. And I, I don't see anything in this album that, that that shows that they put any real thought into it. It just seems like Guess how fucking weird I am. I'm just going to do this, and you're going to listen to it. This just isn't that weird to me. I, I, I remember when when Kid A came out, and this is yeah, that was weird for for any of you who are listening who know who the fuck <laughs> Gideon Yego yeah, is. That was weird. Radiohead was being interviewed by Gideon Yego <laughs> on MTV, and 
he mentioned that some other piece of music criticism said that Kid A was being willfully perverse and making weird noises that no one would ever want to listen to. Well, it's the King of Limbs. It's funny funny to think about that now because (laughs) after OK Computer, for a significant swath of the population... Kid A was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But then you listen to sort of Radiohead talk about how I spent my summer break between OK Computer and Kid A, and you've got the hardcore weird music fans saying, well, this sounds like a really mainstream version of Boards of Canada. Yeah. This sounds like a really yeah. mainstream version of Mertzbo. Well, I, I think the difference, though, and if you're, if you're comparing those two, and I don't think you can compare Radiohead to AAS. Yeah, well, no. no but, you but, can't but compare Radiohead dif- to anybody. The, the difference is, is that the AAS have not made an OK computer. Like, you talk about spending the currency and, like, the cachet that a band has. They had all of it. Like, all of it. Yeah. And, yeah. and what they did was good. And that's the thing. And it was difficult and challenging and trying to get to it. Um, where and I fell on, on Carrie's side of this is like this isn't difficult or challenging. It's just like I, right. I just don't want to listen to it. It's not really that much of a criticism coming from me because I don't throw on Yeah Yeah's albums. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's something that, that sucks me in. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out uh, in the critical circles and stuff. Um, but so I think it's going to be divisive for for hardcore fans. I really do. Um, and I think people are probably going to come away feeling differently about this because they say, well, what the hell? It's a festival. I'm going to see the Yaz anyway because I love mm-hmm. the Yaz. And they're going to like some of these songs live in a way that they don't like them in the studio. But I recognize that this is not an immediate album. This is a very moody. Like There is there is some of this material that you have to want. Like. Well, and that goes back to actually that does tie into Radiohead in that I'm a huge Radiohead fan, but King of Limbs unlistenable. But seeing a band live no, really it gets does. Oh, but it really does change. No, it doesn't. That album's terrible. Um, but seeing a band live changes a lot of your views on certain songs. And Radiohead last year, that show, dear God, I walked out and actually listened to King of Limbs. Yeah. With open ears one more time. So and and the AAS put on amazing live shows. Yeah. So you're exactly yeah. right. There's going to be a lot of people who are on the fence about this. They're playing every damn festival going this summer. They're a total festival band. So. Sweet life. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we're going to be there. We'll yeah. talk about that later. But uh, all right. Uh, so we have been all over the country. I think it's time to head to outer space, Andre.
Andre. <laughs> Who is that? That's the best nerd lakes. Yes. Canadian's finest. All the way from Canada. <laughs> the husband and wife team of uh, Jay Slasek and Olga Gores. Uh This is their, off of their latest album, uh, Until Excess, Imperceptible UFO. Yep. Threw me for a loop because it wasn't the Besner Lakes R something. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was expecting a double album. I'm like, nope, single. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they could. Uh, they should make like a quadruple album. <laughs> <laughs> we would get nothing um, done any weekend. <laughs> you know, it's it, so so. Uh, I know Andre and I are like huge fans of them. Uh, one of the, I think one of our best live experiences, like even covering the show, yeah. was at uh, the Black, Black Cat, Cat. Yep. and it was. Uh, it was just fantastic. Uh, you, these sounds you hear coming out are coming out of Jace Lasek's voice, uh, mouth, and like, it's impossible. Yeah, there's sounds that you're kind of like, you think it's an instrument or something, and then you see them live, and you're like, he's singing that yeah. note. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, huh? You're all, um, yeah. This is this is. Uh, <laughs> I'm confused. This is their this is, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, but then, yeah. but then you just, then you're just like satisfied. Yeah, right? like, this yeah. is this is their. You accept it and you move on. This yeah. is their this is their third album. What do you want on your live shows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is their third album. Uh, the first one was are the Dark Horse. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one was are the Roaring Night. Yeah, that was, uh, was an awesome like album. No, no, and uh, and uh, then this one. Obviously about UFOs. Uh, yeah, I. It's it's weird to see them. Like if you talk about dream pop, which is a big term to throw around these yeah. days. Paul throws it around, and I don't think he knows what it means. Yeah. Ha ha, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come next time. Yeah, uh, you, you know it's um, you throw it around, and like there's nothing like dreamy about a lot of the shit that people are throwing out here. But this is like this start. Is dream pop. This is start f- to finish. This yeah. is like floating in like an ocean of Canadian like yeah. <laughs> bliss. <laughs> just, just fuzz. Yeah. And, um, it's it's uh, and it it's a. Uh, Really good example of bands that like well, it's sort of the opposite of what we were talking about. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like didn't take all these risks, right? And these guys are just like, dude, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do what we do. We're gonna do yeah. what we do. Yeah. And we're gonna fucking kick it. Yeah, yeah. and it just um, and, and the results are uh, increasingly spectacular. Yeah, um, I I don't think uh, personally this is as strong an album as the Roaring Night. Yeah, but well, the song we just heard, uh, which we may leave in that back end, back end, um, it 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 gets to a point, and it is like very specifically referencing like pet sounds, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and Definitely. doing it not yeah. not like we like pet sounds is awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good album. Like, That's like, really we good. like pet sounds and check this out, bitches. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is track seventy on yeah. pet sounds. Yeah. You just didn't know, yeah. and you bought the wrong. Yeah, brand. and and you know, and then they pair that with like uh, I hate to say Muse level guitars, but I mean it is. It's, it's, it's a, Muse, were, Muse hasn't always sucked. No, nah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it, it's uh, it, it is uh, by far this is one of my favorite releases this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, from a production standpoint alone, I mean, when you just like if you're a production person, like in yeah. music, like this, like slap a headphone on and just yeah, 
you, I mean, slick. I mean, I guess when I was thinking, listening to it, I was thinking of the... Slick? (laughs) I don't know. I've never used that word on the podcast before. (laughs) (laughs) He has a list and he's marking them all off. Uh, But when I was listening to this, I was thinking, it's, it's... it's an album that's a slow burn in mm-hmm. that sense. And you have to be willing to oh, yeah. kind of sit through the 48 minutes of it. And I know that's yeah. hard for some people. And it's like, I just want to there's not really like the song. Yeah. It's just like, here's the album. Right. You know, this is yeah. definitely in terms of, in, in a difference of maybe some of the other albums we've listened to where you could say, Oh, these are some couple good songs off of this. It's like, it would, it would be very difficult for me to almost pull off some songs here. Just like pull them out. I, I want to know. What the hell is in the water in Montreal? Yeah. Like, is it the water? It's Does something. the school system still invest in <laughs> arts programming? Like, what's it's going on in Montreal? System, what, what is going on in Montreal? I mean, yeah. you have Besnard Lakes. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Like, sweeping stuff. Yeah. Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Yeah. yeah. Do Make Say Think. Yeah. Stars. Yeah, All Watson. very different. Patrick Watson. I mean, yeah. very different uh, bands, but they're freaking... doing the hell out of what they do. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Well, it's I mean, like, and it's point. the bad yeah. album it, from. It, yeah. it, it, it may be just a Canadian, like. Mentality. Mentality, and, and, yeah. You know. Which that may bear out because I want to know what it is. Yeah, if it's the mentality, if it's the water, if it's the arts education program in the schools, whatever it is, I want to know what's going on in Montreal and Toronto. Two words, Celine Dion. I think it's similar. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, but you know what? You know what? Wait, are you saying she's the mother like of this can, movement? Canadian she could be, in a sense. She could be the stepmother of this <laughs> yes. movement. Her and Brian Adams. Yeah. <laughs> I know Kevin likes that one. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Q Reckless, yeah. come on. Yeah. Bring it up. <laughs> Damn it. Back to space, um, back to space. Back to space. Back to space. No, um, yeah, it, it is something like Canadian and... Uh, and that wasn't accidentally racist. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, because because it, no, they just do it. I mean, even think about Arcade Fire. I mean, you have some Texas transplants and stuff, but like they didn't win like out of nowhere. Like, and you can argue we won't argue this now, like the validity of the Grammys or whatever. But they didn't win that because just because they won that because. They fucking wrote the best material that year, yeah. mm-hmm. and they invested in it, and they did it, and this is the same thing. It's they're just what, what we got. What's that? I'm just giving you a little background music okay. while you're talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, music for pontification. I, I yeah, and I mean it's it's weird. Like you're a. Uh, uh, broken social scene fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not. Guilty. I'm not. So that, so that part of Canada, like, I'm just sort of like, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, at the same time, like, uh, like they, uh, I do respect what they've done, and like, they, they there's no compromise in their catalog at all. Yeah. No, that's they, true. I mean, they, the Yukon keeps me up all night. Yeah. I, I know that's true, but I, I think the interesting thing about Besnard Lakes and you hit the nail on the head with this is I don't think in another five years they're gonna decide to like put out an album that's for the Jeeps nope they're not gonna put out an album that's the summer jam like oh yeah (laughs) HFS is back and I heard this Besnard they're not gonna do that no 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 there's they're never gonna do that 
But no. what they probably will do in five years is fantastic. put out another, another incredible, yeah. sweeping, what the fuck yeah. decade was this album made in? Album. Exactly, yeah. It's made in outer space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, we should hear uh, another song off the, the Spectre. The this Spectre. Is, this, is, this is almost the only rocking song on oh, there, yeah, but yeah. it it gets there. It's yeah. for the Jeeps, people. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me knocking from the other? 
<laughs> Where's the Ted Nugent bomb when you need it? Yeah. <laughs> Boston actually came to mind when I was listening to this. So like, are you serious? I thought of Boston because oh. just in terms of the fourth stage. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, no, I think it was just Boston from the, the band, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah Boston. Okay. Th- th- if you think a third stage, yeah, just from the production end, I think I don't know. Just, just I don't know why it came. I have no comment to follow that up. It just popped into my head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else you can really say about that. Really, no. <laughs> Pretty much speaks yeah. for itself. Yeah. Really good. All right. So uh, let's sort of wrap things up. Uh, going around the circle, uh, telekinesis, Andre. Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to stream it. Stream it? Yeah. I'm going to buy it. you buy it? Yep. Twice. I'm going to ride around in the car with you while you listen to it. <laughs> hey, until it, until nice it grows one, yeah. on you. Until and then it I'm grows gonna, on me. And then I'm going to buy it when you're out of town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'll stream it. Yeah. I'll I it appreciate you giving us that. Yes, thank you. Andre. Are you a victim of love, sir? I am definitely a victim. <laughs> and I will be purchasing that to make sure that I understand why I'm a victim. Right. <laughs> uh, I, too, am a, am a victim of love. Right. Much like Frank Ocean's Channel Orange, not only am I going to buy one for myself, but my parents will also be receiving Boom, a sir. copy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, that's going to happen. Mystery solved. It's yeah. going to happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's sort of in the bucket. Um, yeah, yeah, as Mosquito. I am going to pass on that one. Yeah. I'm going to say pass. I will see my friends at Soundgarden in Fells Point sometime after work on April 16th, where I will be purchasing Mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> because it is the most appropriately named album <laughs> I've ever. And like a mosquito, yeah. it sucks. <laughs> I will be passing. <laughs> Smack, splat, scratch, scratch, yep. scratch. Uh, Lakes, Andre. I'm going to get abducted by a UFO. In all universes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to stream it. Really? At first, but with the option to buy it. Okay. You can listen to it in my van if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That sounded like yeah. all the creepy. Yeah, sorry, that came <laughs> off wrong. That's what all the van drivers That's say. That's why we have editors. Uh, I'm going to finish my time travel device of choice <laughs> so that I can go back in time and play the sleigh bell on the album, yeah. and then I'll be good for the tour. Excellent. But if I don't get comp to copy, yeah. if I'm not in the liner notes, I'm buying it for sure. Excellent. Yeah, and I, I, I too am buying it. Uh, I'm sad that they do not have a uh, DC date. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. hopefully, yes. yeah, yeah, they have a Philly date though, so yeah. it, it might be a road trip Ooh. in the van. A road trip, yep. Yeah. Um, so I think that is it. Uh, like to thank uh, you guys for coming out early. On, wait, wait, what's going Sorry. on? Time travel <laughs> for a second there. Okay. <laughs> uh, Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. I and, can't uh, wait. Be the next many, one. many more. Uh, the next one is number 25. Oh boy. So <laughs> get ready time. for that. May or may not have the sweets on me. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Yep. Thinking about you guys in Boston. Oh, 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 oh.